Hello, and welcome to the Staycation Summer Series, an exploration of New Brunswick. I'm Jenna Morton. And I'm Tosh, and each week this summer, we're inviting a new guest to the show that's going to share their love of this province. And we've picked some of the best local ambassadors from around the province to tell you what to see, what to do, where to stay, where to eat, and just what there is to love about their community. So let's get started, shall we? Uh, we're going to kick off this series being joined today by the wonderful Elena Lockhart. She served as MP for Fundy Royal for several years, the first and only woman so far to do that. Congratulations, by the way. Um, and on top of that, you were appointed as the Parliamentary Secretary to Small Business and Tourism. She is an entrepreneur, an outspoken advocate, and a fantastic first guest for the Pickle Planet Summer Staycation Series. Welcome. Oh, well, thank you. What a warm welcome. So we want to start things off by talking about where you call home. What makes you so proud of like you know, the Fundy region that you reside in? You know, I live and grew up in, in Sussex. And uh, for me, all of our adventures, my mother was a teacher. So through the summers, we spent our whole time uh, exploring the local area, really. I don't remember ever going too, too far. Uh, maybe Grandma and Anne, but we certainly filled our time uh, in the area. And because of that, I think I, I just have a deep-seated affection for the area. When you start to tell people about where you're from, especially when they're not from the province or not from the area, what are those first things that, that stand out to you that you need to share with people? You know, one of the things that, that has struck me in my adult life is the number of people who have such fond memories of our province and, and of this Fundy area, really. Um, every time that I introduce myself, or more often than not, when I introduce myself, someone will say, oh, you know, I visited there with my parents, or, you know, I took the kids back there last year, or whatever. So it's funny because we don't feel like we're a tourism mecca, but so many people have, have visited here, and, and I think we underestimate the allure of, you know, somewhat, I like to call it the exotism. <laughs> you know, we're a bit of an exotic locale. It's not somewhere that you stumble upon. People make this uh, journey when they come to the East Coast, so, you know, kind of the northeastern corner of, of North America, really. And so people don't come here by accident. And the reason they come here is because of the charm of the communities that we live in. And of course, the beautiful backdrop. You know, I always say Mother Nature has set the table and uh, all of us are invited to dinner. So it's, uh, I think it's always an adventure here. You make me think of like growing up in Ontario, there isn't an awful lot that you're taught about New Brunswick. And then when I moved out here, the first thing my mom and my grandparents said to me was, oh, yeah, we drove to New Brunswick one time and our car broke down on the magnetic hill. <laughs> and they spent a week in Moncton because of it, like when my mom and my aunts and uncles were kids. But it's so funny how like that had never come up before, like uh, my entire life talking about things they did when when they were kids. Nobody ever mentioned that they came to New Brunswick, uh, maybe because they got stuck there. But anyway... <laughs> I'm sure that you find too that as you talk to people and you know when you do have that sense of, of being an explorer in our own province um, how many people haven't visited some of the things that we see as iconic like Hopewell Rocks you know um, my husband and I went there six or seven years ago and I was shocked when he said it was the first time he'd been there I'm like what how did you grow up here and not ever go to the Hopewell Rocks so um, you know there's a there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of things that we have to explore here. And I think that's, you know, what, what we're trying to do with this 
podcast series and a lot of what we do in general, Tosh and I, on the podcast, what are some of those must-see places that you would put on the list that people maybe have missed out on their whole life because they keep thinking, oh, I'll get there someday. This summer is that day. (laughs) That's right. We're all here, so let's enjoy it. well, as I said, I, I live in Sussex. I, and this isn't my term, somebody else has coined it along the way, and I don't think it's official yet, but I consider myself one of the tips of the triangle of awesomeness, you know? So from Sussex, you know, you start with this experience in, in the rolling hills and the valleys of the Kenneth Cases River. And, uh, you know, here we have really Sussex has staged itself as a wonderful place for festivals normally. Um, But as a result, we've got amazing restaurants, we've got beautiful scenery, we've got great hiking trails. Um, One of the things that has really become popular in the last few years has been mountain biking and uh, the amount of gravel roads that we have. So for those gravel grinders out there, we're a perfect location for that. And uh, most recently, really excited to hear that Foley Mountain is going to be doing some mountain biking trails um, as well. So, you know, our summer experience here has expanded, and uh, I'm, I know that the whole town is, is excited to get back to amazing events like the, the uh, International Balloon Fiesta. But for this summer, I think we should enjoy all of the amazing trails and opportunities to get out there. If you haven't been to the Bluff in Sussex, it's a great walking trail that you have a beautiful view of uh, Waterford and Holy Mountain and that whole area. So I would definitely do that, stay for lunch, maybe have a beer in town. I have to give a little plug for uh, Sussex Ale Works. Uh, my husband knows that. <laughs> I would be remiss if I didn't mention and, and both Tosh and I do enjoy stopping for a beverage when we adventure. So. <laughs> <laughs> nothing like a bike ride or a hike and then a nice cold beer to finish it off. You know, and then from Sussex, really, you have a wonderful opportunity now with the new connector roads that are, that are open to the Fundy Trail Parkway. Um, that's been exciting for me this summer because obviously the Fundy Trail Parkway has been on my radar for a while, something that uh, I, I was a real champion of when I was in government and it's been wonderful to see it come to fruition. So we now have the link and uh, as of this morning, I can tell you it's chip sealed the whole way. Um, You can go from Sussex to the east gate of the Fundy Trail Parkway, follow that through now to St. Martin's and do a full loop back to wherever you'd like. You can end up back in Sussex, uh, you can end up in Hampton, Chris Pamsis, that whole area. So it's a really nice loop. It is, you know, it's a significant drive so you should a lot a whole day probably um it's i think three and a half hours if you don't stop anywhere but even after being through there a thousand times i can't resist stopping um to enjoy the scenery along the parkway and then obviously saint martin's uh with the caves that are in saint martin's as well as some great culinary options there too and you know we always enjoy the charm of these communities as well you know they have a rich history and a culture they also have uh, along the funny coast they have a fishing industry as well um, which is wonderful that we have that close access to uh, to the wharves and and those working areas as well so um, so that's one route Uh, alternatively you can leave Sussex and go to Elma and work your way along through Albert County. Um, first stop, obviously, being Fundy National Park, and then uh, through the beautiful community of Alma, and then up along the coast all the way to Moncton. So, you know, that's why I call it the Triangle of Awesomeness, because uh, you can go anywhere, and uh, next year we'll be able to have that connector road um, through the Fundy Trail Parkway, so you can go either way. So it'll be really great. 
I am so excited for that. Like we we jumped at the Funny Trail Parkway the second it opened this summer uh, because of the the new connector road. Like it just seemed so great to be able to go do that. And now to know that it's chip sealed, even better. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the warning out there though to other families who are listening who may ha- maybe have not done the trail yet. Uh, make sure you do your research, check their website and their social media to see what the hours are because that got <laughs> that 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 caught me up. I hadn't uh, I, I understood that there was going to be hours for the gate. I didn't understand that the gates actually closed down. This is not a regular roadway. I'm used to the Cabot Trail, which the Fundy Trail Parkway is, you know, comparable to when people talk about it. And for me, I grew up being able to, you know, you pay at the gate and you can drive through. It doesn't close. <laughs> so just just a warning out there to make That's sure you great. get the full, full impact because it is absolutely stunning and an incredible, incredible piece that we have now in this province. I understand that their, uh, their summer hours are starting, I think, on Friday. So they'll be open until 8 o'clock in the evening. So that will uh, open up the day for a lot of people, too. Awesome. I think one of probably New Brunswick's uh, best hidden secrets is Long Beach along the Funny Trail Parkway. It is spectacular. Is there anything else that you think people should know about New Brunswick, like a hidden story or another hidden treasure of a place in the Fundy region? Sure. Just a couple of weeks ago, actually, I took, uh, it was my birthday. So we took a drive uh, for my birthday and I uh, suggested that we go to Crooked Creek and the Crooked Creek um, lookout in Riverside, Albert. And that was a really great treat as well. Um, and while I was there, it's springtime, so everything's that vibrant green, but I could just imagine I can't wait to go back in the fall uh, and see those fall colors there. So that one's a little hidden gem that uh, is great for for uh, hiking adventure. And, uh, you know, I think the other thing too, and I, I, you know, recently I've been talking about this, is the opportunity we have for ecotourism and what that means. And and uh, we have this beautiful, beautiful natural environment around us and also these great communities. And if we can uh, figure out a way to go forward with tourism so that we can support those communities, it's great. So anytime you're visiting any of these, pop into the communities, um, talk to the local, local business owners and listen to their stories because uh, they're, they're quite rich. On that point, I think it's a good chance to expand this view a little bit. Most of our, our staycation series is about New Brunswick specifically, but you have that interesting outlook and view on things, having spent time at a federal level dealing with tourism. What opportunities do you see during this staycation summer that everyone across the country is experiencing? You know, one of the things, um, that, well, actually the main work that I did was working on the National Tourism Strategy. And that strategy really looked at how do we, what is the potential of tourism in Canada? I mean, right now it's it's highly underestimated. One in 10 jobs in Canada are, are tied to tourism, whether it's through service or, or accommodations or what have you. But the opportunity lies in what is termed in the tourism world as secondary markets, you know. So your first stop might be Toronto, Vancouver, Banff. Um, but how do we get visitors to to go out into areas like Atlantic Canada? And what does that mean? And it, it's got huge positive impacts or could have huge positive impacts in our rural areas. Um, so this summer, I think we have an opportunity to become ambassadors, to really get out there and understand and connect with our communities again and realize why those places that are so special have come to be. 
you know, um, what is the history behind the Bundy Trail Parkway, for example? Um, you know, I, I've spent time in St. Martin's and, you know, talk about the shipbuilding history there and, and the fact that it was a community of 3,500 people at one point. So, you know, as we learn different, the different stories about our community, I think we can all become better ambassadors. And the other thing that I think is really important is pride in place. And regardless of where you live, um, if you're proud of where you live, it's much easier to welcome other people and to enjoy your day. That's something that Jenna and I talk about all the time on the podcast is pride of place. It's such a huge statement for us, both of us not being from New Brunswick originally, but we're both trying to raise our children as proud New Brunswickers. Um, So I know we've both made the goal this summer to make sure that our kids are learning as much about our history and our past as possible. And um, something I'm kind of wondering, because you mentioned the history of the Funny Trail Parkway, can you give a, a short, like, how did it start? Where did it come from? Sure. Uh, well, we have Mitch Franklin, who uh, had the vision. Uh, I think he had the vision for a long time, but about 25 years ago or so, um, he introduced Frank McKenna to that coastline, this undisturbed, fundy coastline, and said, you know what, we can make something really spectacular here um, that all New Brunswickers can be proud of and that would attract visitors from around the world. Um, Premier McKenna at that time uh, bought into that and said, you know what, you're right. Uh, this would be a great driver for the, for, uh, the area and uh, let's do it. So at that point, um, that's when funding started and they started uh, providing funding for a few kilometers at a time. <laughs> and over the last 25 years, it, it came to, uh, to be. So just a few years ago, the actual parkway itself, the roadway was completed. And uh, that's really where the focus was for the most of that 25 years was um, getting that roadway done, breaking through that, that area. Um, from there, then now the parkway is in a great position to start talking about what to experience while you're there. And uh, so you'll see now that they're focusing on some of those experiences like hiking and biking and, and getting people out of the car. And, uh, you know, the lookout spots are wonderful, but there's so much more to enjoy in the area. And just a few years ago, we secured the funding to finish uh, the, those connector roads. So the parkway used to, you come to the to the east gate and that was the end you have to turn around and go back so the vision really is to be able to have it connect um, to all the other communities which is really exciting because it, it uh, what it's doing is providing a whole new experience for new brunswickers and for visitors and connecting communities that didn't have a natural connection before um, you know i, I talked about this triangle triangle of awesomeness but now we have the opportunity really to come to New Brunswick through St. Stephen, for instance, come along the coast uh, all the way to uh, what we consider the urban experience on the Bay of Fundy in New Brunswick and St. John, um, and then continue through and spend some time in St. Martin's. Then you, you have an opportunity to, whether you're going through to Sussex or whether you go through to Alma, to continue along the coast, really all the way to the border of Nova Scotia. So it's really changing the face of southern New Brunswick and, and how people experience New Brunswick. I, I, I'm obsessed with it. I think it's fantastic. Uh, absolutely fantastic. So um, I was wondering, when someone comes to visit you, where is the first place you're going to take them? Like, where, where do you show off first? You know, if somebody's going to visit me in Sussex, um, you know, first, I probably spend some time in, in the community. Some of the things that are day to day for us, whether it be the farmer's market or something like our local restaurants, or patios and that sort of thing. Um, and then usually a drive out through to towards Holy Mountain. Um, that area is just stunning. Uh, the bluff is there. 
go for a hike. It's, it's not, uh, you know, it, it's a hike, but it's not too intimidating that you can't take most people on that. Take your time and uh, enjoy that. It's quite spectacular. Um, and then from there, you know, that, that can wrap up a day. Really. Um, the other thing that we have here in this area is uh, is Adolf Butcher Shop and Grimindel's Restaurant, so the old Bavarian restaurant. Um, so if you go in that direction, you can have a wonderful, authentic German meal, um, which is in a beautiful locale as well, um, and then head out to Cornhill, for example, and Cornhill Nursery. And that is not only a, a tree nursery, but uh, they also have a cafe there and uh, Stonefire Pizza and, you know, Rolling Hills all through that area. So, you know, I don't know. Pick a direction. Go in any direction. It's, it's plenty which way you go. The restaurant is just absolutely stunning. That is one of the first places that I think I actually went after I came to New Brunswick because it's been like a family tradition of my husband's family because they were actually living in Germany before they moved back to New Brunswick. So he came back as a child. And so his parents, that became their place to go for every special occasion was out to the, you know, Garamingles. And it's like walking into another country. It really is. It's just spectacular. It really is. It's a beautiful backdrop. The, the, the restaurant itself is built in that Bavarian tradition. But the other thing that's really interesting about there is it truly is a farm-to-table experience as well. Um, the, the restaurant is actually on the farm, and the, the family raises all of the meat that's served there. Um, they, they grow vegetables. They, they bake bread. They do the whole thing. So it's a, a really authentic experience and a family experience too. Uh, if you've ever been out there and, you know, sat with with the family as you eat and they, they sometimes will join you. It's I see so many people on social media talking about that restaurant too and I never knew where it was. So <laughs> right on. <laughs> it is definitely a hidden gem. You think you're going into the woods and then all of a sudden there it is. And it's just, yeah, it's so fun. You know, what I think is really neat is that all of these places are worth the drive, you know, and that adventure to get there is as beautiful and wonderful as the actual destination. So, um, you know, I would encourage all New Brunswickers, don't just hit the road and focus on the destination. Enjoy the whole ride because it really, we live in a beautiful, beautiful place and uh, the opportunities are right there. And don't be afraid to stop, you know. One of the things that, that I always love to do, you know, we have these roadside vegetable stands and things that are, totally on the honor system you know <laughs> you take your carrots and and drop in a few bucks and off you go and you know that that's something really special that that you don't see in all parts of the world and the fact that it works and uh, that we still live in a place where, where people feel comfortable doing that is pretty special in itself i wonder what do you think makes you the proudest to be a new brunswicker i know you've listed a bunch of things today but <laughs> if there was one thing you had to choose what makes you the proudest you know what? I am super proud of our resiliency. It has not been an easy ride for New Brunswick. Um, you know, <laughs> we wanted to start a confederation <laughs> and come forward from there. Um, but New Brunswickers always bounce back. Uh, we're innovative. We come together when there's a crisis or an opportunity and really make the best of things. And because we're so diverse and because we have, you know, learned to be self-sufficient in many ways, we're nimble as well. So, you know, through COVID-19, for example, there's a reason why, you know, other than luck and, and good management. But the other thing is that we care about each other. 
you know, I care about my neighbor, but I also care about my neighbor's grandmother. And that, I think that charm and that, that connection between people is really what something we should all be proud of. Amazing. So before we let you go today too, can you tell people where they can follow you? Um, because you are talking a lot right now about ecotourism and how important that is. And I think that a lot of people need to get some more information about it. Sure. Um, I'm quite active on, on Facebook. Uh, it's at Elena for community. Spend a lot of time talking about community. Um, and also on LinkedIn there as well. I'm also doing um, some work with a friend of mine, Lisa Rablick. And she and I are going to be launching a new podcast, <laughs> which is called Happy to Be Here. So I think it'll dovetail quite nicely into uh, the work that you folks are doing. We will be looking at uh, community-led innovation and uh, the, the doers on the ground, as well as some academics to talk about how do we move our communities forward. So that's the work that I have. Uh, happy to have people follow along and uh, thank you for the opportunity to join you today. We loved having you here. I'm, I'm so excited to have a chance to even get to talk to you and, and to kick things off with one of my favorite regions, the Fundy region. There's, there's so much uh, that I even just learned today and I live in this part of the province. So I'm excited to see what else we can put together with this series of eight podcasts this summer. Well, listen, I just say jump on your bike, put on your uh, hiking boots, jump in your car, whatever you need to do and just, just get out there. Thanks for listening to this episode of our Staycation Summer Series. We have new episodes each Friday through summer 2020. Be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss any. Have a hidden gem or favorite New Brunswick spot you'd love to share with our audience? Let us know. Head to Pickle Planet Moncton's website to send us an email or find all our social channels. The Pickle Planet Podcast Staycation Summer Series is produced at the Podcast Hub. Check us out if you want to make your podcast dreams a reality.